Welcome to another exciting episode of Feasting at the Table with Grace Tom Lawyer. Feasting at the Table is a Bible study program that seeks to apply the truth of God's word to our everyday life. It is a feast and so there's something for everyone. Get ready for a fresh, anointed and timely word from God. If you're joining us for the first time today, I want to say a big welcome to you. You have joined at the right time. We have been doing a series on the life of Abraham. We've been using the life of Abraham to consider the topic, the faithfulness of God. Yes, it is the faithfulness of God. And believe you me, I'm so excited. Today we're in part 17 and we've just been going through the book of Genesis. The last time we discussed, we talked about the last section in the book of Genesis chapter 14, when we looked at Abraham finally as the worshiper. We see Abraham that he encountered Meshisedek and we looked at what the things that Abraham did. We found out that sometimes after a victory, the battle we might be fighting might be a battle that is more internal than the external one Abraham fought at the beginning of the chapter. We saw that Abraham related to God based on the new revelation he had gotten from Meshisedek and he did not hesitate to give promptly in direction to his, you know, his giving was proportionate and his giving was also um, it was proportionate. It was also punctual. He did it quickly. He didn't have to be cajoled towards giving. He gave from that that he had. And he did not force his convictions on the people around him. He said, oh, let Esco and the other person, let them have what they want to have. But as for me, I will not take from the king of Sodom. You know, it's important for us to be convinced about the things that we do. The Bible talks about that if anyone does anything that is not out of faith, then the Bible says that that is sin. And so we've been looking at the life of Abraham, looking at the faithfulness of God. We saw that Abraham, the Bible tells us that God called him from the land of the awe of the Chandins. You know, we've seen his journey progressing, how his father died, how he decided to go ahead, how he picked up everything based on God's promise and continued. We've seen God appear to Abraham. You know, we, we've heard the appearance of God to Abraham in different forms. And as we come to chapter 15, we come yet to the fourth time where the Bible talks about God and Abraham having a dialogue. In short, this is what you call sin five. As we look at this chapter, they, if we look at this chapter, we see that there are two divine encounters from verse one to verse six in chapter 15. There's one encounter. And then we go down from verse seven to verse 21. There's also another encounter. The one in the very first part happens in the ninth. The Bible says it was in the vision, you know, and promises, you know, God promises a seed. And then when we go to the second part at sundown, which is when it happens, that Genesis chapter 15, verse 7 to 21, we see that it happened partially in a deep sleep. And there God goes about with the promise of the land. And we're just going to go and have a look at these things. I believe we'll be doing just from chapter, we'll be doing the first part of the, the chapter. And we do have a lot of things to cover, but let's trust God to help us. So let's turn our Bibles this um, day, wherever you are, what time you are. I'm excited again. If you do turn your Bibles, please, to Genesis chapter 15, and we shall be looking at verse 1. I choose to read today from the, I thought I'd open the King James Version. So let's use the King James Version. The Bible says there, it says from verse 1 to 6, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Lord God, what will thou give me, seeing that I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast not given 
no seed, and lo, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him again, saying, Thou shalt, This man shall not be thy heir, but he that shall come forth out of thy own bowel shall be thy heir. And he brought him, from, brought him forth abroad and said, Look now towards heaven and tell the stars, If thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord and he counted to him for righteousness. Glory to God in the highest. Bible says that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. And so let's 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 begin to dissect again. Let's go back to this um thing. We're considering the faithfulness of God. Abraham has been experiencing God's faithfulness in different ways, in different dimensions. God has helped him to fight a battle. This battle that God has helped him to fight, the Bible tells us that it was a battle of the four kings against the five kings. And Abraham intervened, you know, because of his nephew Lot. He did not go about in bitterness and refused to do something about his nephew Lot. No, the faithfulness of God ensured that someone was able to go and tell Abraham, listen, your your, your nephew Lot has been captured. And Abraham went around with We've talked about his battle strategy. We've talked about Abraham's army. We talked about the fact that this man was waiting to God, waiting on God for his own child. But right in his house, children were being born. And the children that were born in his house, he made sure that these people became trained. They were not useless. And one day, because of all the training that he had done, the training, they, it, it got, they got called for a place of battle and they did something. And we talked about what we should do during our periods of waiting, trusting the faithfulness of God. We see here that Abraham has come to a pattern his life and the bible says that after these things so what were these things the things that we've seen happen in chapter 14 the fact that abraham had defeated kings the fact that these kings are here defeated perhaps they will come back you know they'll gather themselves retaliate and come and retaliate and fight him this is just him and his 318 trained servants and maybe his friends who helped him in the battle. What could have happened after these things? The fact that Abraham refused to collect from the spouse of the king of Sodom. Who knows, perhaps could he be experiencing some drought at this point in time? Abraham refused to partake of the spouse of the king of Sodom because he had already met the king of Salem before the king of, Solo, uh, of Sodom came and he knew where his source was. The Bible says that after these things, Abraham, guess what? The word of the Lord came to him and God's word came to him in a vision. So we see here another expression of God to Abraham. The Bible says that the word of God that came to Abraham, Abraham came to him this time around in a vision. So he was perhaps asleep. And the Bible says, God said, fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. You see, this is the very first place in the Bible where the Bible talks about, where this phrase comes about, fear not, do not be afraid. And someone has rightly, someone has said that we have this phrase in the Bible for 365 times for the 365 days of the year. We really need to remind ourselves not to fear. Why? Because fear is one of the very great faith killers. Fear is one of those things that stop our faith. And when you say fear, fear is an emotion. It's something that we, you know, we allow to happen. And sometimes we have the right kind of fear. And sometimes we have the wrong kind of fear. I believe that what God is saying to Abraham here, by the time God is saying to Abraham, do not fear. It was the wrong fear that Abraham had. And that's why God said, do not fear. He doesn't mean his word. It means that Abraham was having some doubts in his heart. It means that Abraham was having some discouragement perhaps in his heart. It means that Abraham was going to think twice about the things that had happened, that even after this great victory that he had had, his heart had begun, fear had begun to creep in. And the Bible says that the word of the Lord came to him and said, fear no child of God. I tell you, it's the word of the Lord that can speak to us where we are. It's the word of the Lord that can transform us. We've said so much on this program concerning the authenticity of the word of God. 
God. We've talked so much about the transforming power of the word of God. We've talked so much about the need for the word of God to be our everyday in and out, to make sure that we're not just going about without receiving from God. The Bible says, give us this day our daily bread. And the word tells us here that the word of the Lord came to Abraham and said to Abraham, after these things, Abraham, Feno, child of God, what are those things that have come true in your life? The Bible says, after these things, no matter what they are, the good, the bad, the victories, the failures, the success, the word of the Lord is able to meet them. You know, that's why Paul said to Timothy, listen, that the word of God is profitable. When you look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, we've talked about, we talked about this in this program over and over again, what the word of God can do for us, how important it is for us to prioritize the word of God. Because when it comes to the word of God, it says many things, there are many dimensions, and it's important for us to know the, 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 the importance of the word of God, because we see here that Abraham is facing fear. And, and you know, child of God, it's important for us to be able to, to, be able to acknowledge what we are facing, because when we refuse to acknowledge our emotions, guess what? They will cause trouble because emotions on their own are just like that. But if you not acknowledge that this is what is happening, guess what? There's going to be trouble. What if Abraham says, no, I'm not afraid. No, God could see what was going on in the heart of Abraham. And he said to Abraham, Abraham, fear not. And guess what God said to him? I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Glory to God in the highest. What is a shield? A shield is a form of protection. When you are under a shield, whatever is going on, the shield, the shield takes it. If somebody decides to shoot an arrow, it gets on the shield before it gets to you. It wouldn't get to you because you have a shield around you. And God, perhaps Abraham was having doubts concerning his safety. You know, the Bible says, God came to him and said, I am your shield. I mean, I am your protection. And he said, I'm your exceeding great reward. And that means that I am your provision. And I tell you that these are some of our greatest needs on planet Earth. You know, getting the protection of God and getting the provision, having protection and having provision. God's word came to Abraham Abraham, I said, listen, Abraham, I am your shield. I'm your exceeding great reward. It's important for us to realize that when God says, I am, I mean, if you look through the Bible, if you go to the book of John, you will see that there are several I am. I think they said the seven I am of Jesus. And then if you come here again, we see God revealing himself to Abraham and saying to Abraham, listen, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. Child of God, it's important for us to know that God is enough. God is more than enough. God is all we need to meet that need of us because when we have him all needs are met because in him is the provision in him is the protection in him is those things that we are finding and that's why jesus said listen seek ye first the kingdom of god and then every other thing will be added unto you there are several times in the world when god revealed himself as the i am to people Remember when he called Moses and Moses was just thinking, oh, what will I tell them? I'm not good enough. I'm this, I'm that. And he said, listen, I am that I am. Who will I even tell them? Send me and God rebuilt and said, listen, I am that I am. I am who I say I will be. I have always remained God. And child of God, is important for us to remember that when it comes to the faithfulness of God, we are dealing with someone who does not have a track record of failing. We are dealing with someone who is able to keep his word. And guess what, child of God, is important for us to remember that he does not just keep his word. He he keeps his word at his time at the right time not according to our timetable not according to when we've projected because guess what he's sovereign he's in our tomorrow he's in our past he knows when he knows how he knows why he knows whom he knows everything there is nothing hidden from him hallelujah the god that we serve is omnipotent the god that we serve is omniscient that's why we can trust his faithfulness that's why he's able to come to abraham say listen abraham i am your shield and your exceeding great reward um, 
I love the fact that God says, Abraham, fear not. I love the fact that God called Abraham's name a child of God. I don't know what you're going through. And you're thinking, does God really see them here? All over scriptures, the Bible makes us understand that God sees. The Bible makes us to understand. The Bible says that, why are you of little faith? Listen, even none of the sparrows that's falling down will fall down without our father's notice. And it says, listen, the very hair of your head is actually numbered. Glory to God in the highest. If the very hair of our head are numbered, then it means that the God with whom we have to do is a God that loves us very much is a God that understands us God understands us God is able he can deal with our feelings we can come to him with our feelings we can come to him with the things that are hurting we can come to him with the things that appear big for us we can come to him with the things that we are struggling with the Bible says that God said to Abraham listen I am your shield and your exceeding great reward before you begin to think about the king of Sodom, before you begin to think about what can they do or what would they not do, God reassured Abraham. God came to Abraham and said, listen, Abraham, I am your shield. I am your exceeding great reward. Hallelujah. Let's go to what the next thing that happens. And the next thing that we see here that happens after God said that to Abraham, the Bible says, and Abraham said, Lord God, this was a new name for God that Abraham is calling now. This is a new name for God that Abraham is calling. And I believe this is where he calls God Master Adonai, you know, Sovereign Master, Lord God. He says, what would that give me, seeing that I go challenged and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus? I love this here because in here we see an interplay. We've got Abraham with the wrong emotions, but we've got Abraham in a place of prayer. Prior to this time, we've seen the word of God coming to Abraham. We've seen God just speaking to Abraham, oh, whoever will bless you. When we looked at the seven promises that were given to Abraham, book of Genesis chapter 12, I don't know if you remember, you know, we looked at the seven promises. We looked at the fact that these promises were divided into three. And we looked at the fact that God was the one doing the speaking in that time. But for the first time here, we see that there's a dialogue god is speaking and abraham also spoke back to god glory to god in the highest and child of god what is that it is prayer prayer what is prayer prayer is simply our ability to communicate to god to come back to god with our own thoughts we come back to god with the things that are you know are pertinent in our heart and abraham came to god saying to god listen this is something that is pertinent in my heart abraham says to god god but you've promised me a child and guess what god nothing seems to be happening is this how i'm going to go what will you give me you you know, when you're saying that I'm your shield, I'm exceeding great word, I believe everyone is saying all of this do not matter. All the things that I have as child of God, sometimes, you know, the enemy makes us, brings us in that position where we sort of like downplay all that God has done. And we have that one thing that he has not done. That one thing that we seem to be holding against him. That one thing that we think, why has he not done this? The Bible tells us here that even that one thing that was of paramount, you know, whatever in the life of Abraham, God still had to deal with it. God see had to say to Abraham, yes, Abraham, I know that you are having issues with these things, but guess what? I am your shield. I'm your exceeding great reward. And God dealt with Abraham's fear. The Bible says here that Abraham said, God, what would thou give me seeing that I go childless? That was Abraham's thinking. But guess what? He was before the omnipotent God. He was before the God was able to do all. Who is able to do all? Who is not limited? Who has no end in his power? The faithful God. The God who had said to him, listen, I will give you a head. Guess what Abraham says? You know, and Abraham begins to say to God, you see, this person that is with me now, is this the person that is going to be my head? And remember that at this point, Lot, who could have been his head, had disappeared. 
So he didn't have any hair at all, you know. And, and he said to God, God, you have not given me any seed. God, there's been nothing. God, this promise you gave me over how many years ago? Nothing has happened to it. What is going on? I tell God, there are times we find ourselves in that situation. The situation where it looks like between what God has promised and where we are now, we cannot even see any sign or if there's anything happening. It doesn't look like anything is happening. Ah, glory to God in the highest. I love the fact that even when Abraham was saying, God, there's nothing happening. The Bible says, guess what again? The Bible says, the Bible says and behold, the word of the Lord came unto him saying, so guess what? Guess what was his reason? Guess what was the antidote for his fear? The, the thing that he was worried about, the thing that he was saying that he did not have, guess what? The word of the Lord came again to him. A child of God, I can't overstress the importance of the word of God, the importance of us finding our answers by ourselves in the word. As we begin to look at the word, that is the primary purpose, the primary way through which God speaks to us. And we need to understand that because if we do not understand that, guess what will happen? We'll be swayed by every form of doctrine. The Bible says the word of the Lord came unto Abraham. Child of God, is the word of God coming to you? Are you seeking God on a daily basis? Are you seeking to hear from him on a daily basis? Do you know that God is concerned? Do you know that God sees your Bible reading plan and he knows where you're going to be at this chapter? And if you could just come to him and spend that time with him, you will hear him speak to you. You will hear him speak through the pages of his word to you. And sometimes God even speaks to us through conversations where we have with other people. The Bible says the word of the Lord came again. This is the second time to Abraham. And the word of the Lord said, listen, that person you're talking about is not going to be your hair because I have a promise for you. The thing that I have said, I am faithful enough to make it to come to pass glory to God in the hands. God said to him, listen, a son that will come out from your own loins. That is the person that is going to be your hair. And guess what? God did some things to bring about faith further. God brought some things, some faith boosters, you know, some faith reminders. And child of God, we all need faith boosters. We all need things to remind us of the faithfulness of God. We all need, and some of the things that remind us of the faithfulness of God are little things. Just remembering how God came to us, true for us in the past and help us to, you know, to move forward to what God will do for us in the present. Glory to God in the highest. The Bible says here that God said to Abraham, he said, listen, he brought him out. After talking to him, he brought him out, you know, from abroad and said, look now towards the heaven and tell the stars, if you are able to number them. And he said to them, so shall thy seed be. Glory to God in the highest. Sometimes we need visual representation, representatives. We need things to remind us of the faithfulness of God. And God brings Abraham out and says, about look up in the stars and i tell you that this is not the first time god is saying do this the other time god said to him look the dust no one will be able to ask they cannot count dust that's how you will not be able to count you know the number of, of, of your seed and this time god says to him look up to the skies look up and count see if you can count the stars because this thing you're talking about the bible makes us understand i love that verse that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly i believe that's the book of Ephesians, far above all that we can ever hope or dream of god is saying to Abraham. Listen, you are talking about one. What I have in mind for you is countless. And child of God, it's important for us to begin to have that in our subconscious. That beyond those things that we are longing for ourselves, God is longing to do more. Hallelujah. Because we need to put ourselves, we need to have that understanding that God is longing to do more. Because what the enemy keeps saying to us is that God is wicked. What the enemy keeps saying to us is that God is hiding something from us. God does not want to give us. Even when we have children, we want to give things to our children out of love for 
about you. We want to do things for them, even without them asking. How much more, God? How much more, our Heavenly Father? The Bible says that if He did not withhold His only Son from us, how much more will He give us those things? Freely give unto us those things that we desire. Child of God, God brought out Abraham and said to him, Look up at the stars. And you know, child of God, that is important for us to have an outlook. It's important for us to look up rather than looking around because looking around sometimes would bring fear. Looking around sometimes begin to tell us, oh, the biological clock is missing. Looking around sometimes you tell us yet another miscarriage. Looking around to us you sometimes tell us, wow, it is September. You mean all the things that God said in January? Where are all those things? The Bible says that God told Abraham, he said, look up. If you are able to count the stars, then you will be able count the level of your, your the number of your descendants child of god listening to me are you looking up is your outlook in life up are your eyes fixed on the things above where christ is seated where we are seated with christ with god are we longing for those things that are above because if we do not have our eyes above guess what we're going to be discouraged guess what there's going to be fear guess what there's going to be doubt if we not keep our outward gaze if we not put our gaze upward to where our father is guess what there will be all of this down. And God said to Abraham, listen, Abraham, come and look at this thing. Listen, Abraham, look at the stars. If you are able to number them, so, you know, yeah, your descendants be. And the Bible says something very, very interesting here. The Bible says, and he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. That's a whole lesson altogether. It's a whole lesson altogether. The Bible says, Abraham believed God and he was counted unto God for righteousness. I was reading one of the commentaries and one of them said that when it comes to this, Abraham believed God was counted to him for righteousness. That we are looking at the John chapter 3 verse 16 of the Old, of the, of the, of the Old Testament, this particular verse. This is the first time we're talking about it that was coming up in the scriptures about believe God and was counted to him for righteousness. And this particular, this particular phrase, we see it come up even in the New Testament. It surely comes up in the New Testament. As Pastor Paul talks about it in three different places, I believe he talks about it. He talks about it in the book of Galatians. I think he talks about it also in the book of um, Galatians, in the book of Romans. And he also talks about it. There's one more book he talks about. It. Where, where are my notes now? I better look for them in my notes so that I'm, I'm cutting the right thing. Apostle Paul talks about Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness, Abraham believed God. It was counted to him for righteousness. Let's, let's turn our Bibles again to that place. I'm just going to turn my notes. I want to see what I'd written before. But the Bible tells us that Abraham believed God and was counted to him for righteousness. And that's the first time we see that phrase in the Bible, glory to God in the highest. We see that phrase in the Bible for the first time. And what I was saying just now was that that phrase basically is something that we see repeated excuse me something that we see you know being this there are five words there and it's something that we see there we see it yes quoted three times in the new testament in Galatians chapter 3 verse 6, we also see it in Romans chapter 4 verse 3, and we see it in James chapter 2 verse 23. And right there, there are three key words. The Bible talks about belief, talks about counted, and it talks about righteousness. The Bible says Abraham believed God. And when you're saying believe God, what it actually means is that Abraham, you know, said to God, Amen, God. It didn't say just one of those things. No, the Bible says that he, he, he believed God. And the Hebrew word there, believe, means he lead you for you to lead your whole weight upon. Abraham leaned his weight wholly upon the promise of God. What 
we're not going to experience the faithfulness of God if we cannot lean our weight upon, you know, God's promises. If we do not believe God, if we did not wholly believe on the promise of God and the God of the promise, hallelujah, because we're not saved by making promises to God, but by believing the promises of God, those things that he has said, you know, believing what he has said, the word believe, when we look at John, we find that that word is used like hundred times. And I tell you, child of God, that when it comes to salvation, our salvation is something that we have received through faith. It's the gift of God. It takes us receiving it by faith. As we see in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9, the Bible says, Abraham, God, Abraham believed God and was counted unto him as righteousness. And I tell you that righteousness is one of our greatest needs. It was inputted upon him as righteousness. I tell you, recently I've been studying the book of Romans and it's been so great to just, you know, look again. You know, something I did last year, sometime in the beginning of the year, but I went back again and began to use a particular, you know, commentary to go through that book of Romans again. The Bible says, and he believed God. Abraham believed God and it was counted. Righteousness was inputted upon him. Glory to God. Righteousness was put on his account. The righteousness of Jesus as, as children of God, our sins and everything, you know, were put to Christ's account. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, I believe chapter 53 verse 12, how he suffered punishment, you know, that belonged to us. And then when we trust him, what happens is that the righteousness of Jesus begins to be inputted upon us. And that's what happened Abraham. Bible says that he believed God and this righteousness was inputted upon him. He believed God. Child of God, do we believe him? Child of God, do we believe? Because as we see the life of Abraham, we see somebody who was facing fear and the answer to Abraham's fear was God's presence. God said, listen, I am. Abraham, I am. The answer to God's, Abraham's concern about whether he was going to have a hair was that God promised him and said, I will. You know, I will, I will, I am, I will. So we looked at two of Abraham's concerns. We looked at Abraham's um, concerns concerning fear. We looked at Abraham's concerns concerning his hair. And at the beginning, we said that when we go further down this chapter, we will see that Abraham was concerned about the land and God spoke to him about the land. God did speak to him about the land. Child of God, God is interested in speaking to us. God does not ignore our emotions. Hallelujah. God does not ignore our emotions. In short, guess what? God answered Abraham. But Abraham said, oh God, see what's going to happen here. God, is it this person that's going to be my shield? Is it this, so is it this person that's going to be my hair? And God said to him, no, this person is not going to be my head. God said to him, this person is not going to be your head. Rather, someone from your own womb is going to be your head. Someone from your own loins is going to be your head. And child of God, there are times when we're going to feel a, a bit afraid. There are times when, you know, we're going to think, what's going to happen? what's going to happen what's going to happen we see abraham experiencing those times in the night we see abraham after the battle after everything darkness of the other night he comes up with three concerns you know he says to himself he's afraid afraid for his safety perhaps and the bible says concerning him that god said to him listen i am your shield i'm your extremely faith reward glory to god at the highest it is the faithfulness of god the faithfulness of god that can come to us as we begin to assume responsibility to our feelings you know we assume responsibility for our world then we take our time to listen to god because as we listen to god child of god will receive his words of encouragement bible makes us understand we've talked about it that the word of the lord came although this phrase of the word of the lord coming we see it almost 100 times in the old testament it is the answer to our fear faith that conquers fear is faith in the word of God and not faith in our feelings glory to God in the highest faith in the word of God not faith in our feelings God says to Abraham listen fear not fear not fear not and I would said already that there are so many promises in God's word where God 
gives us an instruction not to fear, but even to be still and know that he's God. Child of God, there's a need for you to be still. There's a need sometimes in the midst of all the chaos just to be still and know that God is God. As we see in Psalm 46 verse 10, God is concerned about your life. And our life, child of God, is only as big as our faith. And our faith is only as big as the one in whom we put our trust in. Our faith is only as big as our God. And if we're looking at ourselves, guess what's going to happen? We're going to be discouraged. And there's a need for us to have our eyes on the master. God says to Abraham, I'm your shield and I'm your reward. I'm your shield and I'm your reward. Child of God, God is your shield and your exceeding great reward. God is your shield and your exceeding great reward. He's able to protect. He's able to give you a reward. He's able to give you. I tell you, Bible says that the fruit of the womb is reward. Whatever it is that you're looking up to God for, remember what he said to Abraham. I'm your shield and exceeding great reward. The promises that God has made, God demands that we believe in his promises. God demands that we remember that he's a promise keeper. Hallelujah. That we remember that he is faithful. That no matter matter how it looks like nothing seems to be happening he's walking behind the scene because god's will needs to be fulfilled in god's way and in god's time god is not expecting us to figure out how are we going to have things abraham and say how are we going to have the air that exactly is not our business all we need to be is just to be available so that he god can accomplish his purposes in and through us because guess what god was waiting for abraham and say to be truly dead before he begins to go about what he's doing going about I tell you, it's important for us to be able to share our concerns with God. God is big enough. He can handle it. But we need to remember at all times that faith is what God is watching out for. Because unbelief is an insult to God. You know what the Bible says here that... um, Bible tells us in the book of Psalms that one of the things that angered God was that they believed and they said, oh, well, he can do this, but can he furnish a table in the wilderness? Can he do this? I tell you, God is able to do every single thing. The Bible says that all of God's promises are yes in Christ Jesus. So whatever it is that you're seeking for, even as we look at the life of Abraham, look at the fact that God came to him, God appeared to him. There was a dialogue and God said, Abraham, I'm your shield and your exceeding great reward. Today is another day for us to re-echo that with whatever things we are going through, to say God is my shield and is my exceeding great reward. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, our shield. We thank you, our exceeding great reward. We thank you because you are able to deal with our emotions. We thank you because of the integrity and the authenticity of your word. We thank you because you are true and you are faithful. We thank you, Father God in heaven, because we know that these things that you've spoken unto us, you are able to do and we bless your name. Lord, we look up Father. We take our eyes from looking around us and we choose to look up. We look up this day, looking up to you Father, looking up to you because you are faithful. You did it for Abraham and you are able to do it for us. Thank you for the gift of righteousness that's been imputed unto us through your word. Thank you for the gift of righteousness that was imputed unto us even by the death and the sacrifice of your son Jesus. Blessed be your name, faithful God. In the name of Jesus we have prayed. Amen and amen. We hope you have been blessed by the word of God today. We look forward to seeing you again next time on Feasting at the Table.